hello, I am Vanessa Konecki. I am the business strategist for misfit entrepreneurs who want to build their business their way. Over the last 25 years, I've worked with businesses in crisis to help them get back on track. And there is no crisis like trying to figure out how to do something your own way. The hardest part of me when I was doing things my own way and breaking the mold was um, letting go of the way that I thought I was supposed to do things and what people told me was appropriate and trying to figure out what worked for me so that I could do what I thought was right. I decided that I wanted to approach business a new way. And as I was going through that journey, I learned a lot. And so I started this podcast to bring you along on the journey of all the things that I stopped shutting myself about along the way and to invite you to do the same because once you stop shooting all over yourself, you'll find that you have a lot more joy, you have a lot more freedom and a lot more money. Now, speaking of money, that is today's topic and possibly the topic for the next few weeks, which possibly has now become for sure, is going to be all about money. How much you ask for, how much you get, how it makes you feel and how all the things related to making money um, as a business owner in your belief systems impact your actual ability to make money on the practical level. Because that's why we actually got into business in the first place, which is to make money doing something that we loved. And yet one of the things that I struggled most with over the last several years is how to ask for the sale or how to ask for money or how to ask for the amount of money that I want to ask for or that I know inside I can't ask for, but am I really worth it? No matter what I offer, no matter who I'm talking to, I cannot seem to get the words out. Like I, I mean, I can now, but for years I couldn't, it was such a struggle. And I know that you know what I'm talking about because the second someone asks you, you suddenly you freeze up, you word vomit, you have all, you tell them all of the things except for the actual price, you immediately discount yourself. And when you're sitting in your bedroom thinking about your product, you feel so good. But the second you go to put money on it, you cringe. If it's a product, you spent hours agonizing over pricing structures and what you should charge to make sure that it's exactly right. As a coach, you get caught up in the disgusting ball of like value judgment where you're trying to put a dollar amount on the services you offer and you live in terror of someone coming back and saying, well, you didn't give me this and I didn't get this and I didn't get those results. Because even though, because you haven't, we haven't yet figured out the fact that in order for coaching to work, someone has to be invested and be doing the work, right? We'll talk about how much we can help and um, how much we want to change the world with like fevered passion. But when it comes to actually saying our prices, we will cringe and hide in a corner and talk in small whispers. And we just, we cannot get those words out. Now, when I was starting out, I had very little confidence in the transformation that I offered, even though I knew I changed lives. Like literally I had messages and PMs and, you know, and emails from people telling me how I changed their lives. I've talked to people, right? And and frankly, honestly, when I think about it, I'm always very clear to say, I didn't change your life. I gave you the information and you did the things to change your life. Cause that's very important to remember about coaching. I have to pause on say that is that I only give you the tools. That's all any coach does. They either give you tools that work with the way that your mind works and the way that you think and the way that you grow, or they don't. And if they don't, often those relationships can be very unpleasant. If they do and the two mesh, then it can be a very, very, very beautiful relationship. But in the end, even with that beautiful relationship, it is a relationship and it requires both those people, right? But for me, I felt at the time that it, the responsibility was all on me. I had to do all the work. I had to be the one. And if they didn't get the transformation, it was all my fault, right? And even though I had the, the feedback to tell me and the evidence to show me that I had had an impact on people's lives, um, I had messages from people saying they left abusive husbands. They'd started new businesses. They'd taken up new hobbies and were finding incredible new opportunities and ways to make money. I still doubted myself. 
and everyone around me could see this. It's amazing how many people have been telling me for years, some of them are going to be guests on this show, um, telling me these things, literally word for word, Manessa, you were not charging enough. Manessa, you need to charge more. I just didn't have the self-confidence to be able to do it because I was still caught up in my own ball of trauma-induced self-esteem problems and I had so many money mindset issues. And that's where a lot of us find ourselves. We're business owners who have a lifetime of belief systems behind us and making a decision about how much we should charge for what we offer, regardless of if it's a product, a service, or truthfully, even when you're asking for a raise at work, has a lot more to do with what's happening in here, right, than the actual action or having the words to say. There's a lot going on in here that we need to deal with first. We bring all of these into those conversations. And as a result, not only do we not know what to ask for, we also don't know how to ask for what we want. We don't want to get laughed out of the room, okay? So that's the key here. We don't want to get laughed out of the room. And I'm actually going to have a whole podcast on the getting laughed out of the room part because the more <laughs> I've actually found more success with that technique than any other technique, which is strange. But that's the worst thing because when we think about getting laughed out of the room, what we hear is if somebody, if you're like, I'm charging $500 an hour, <laughs> okay, right? That is a huge blow to our self-esteem. We think, oh my God, I'm not worth that. I'm, I'm ridiculous. I'm not charging enough. We immediately start to doubt ourselves even more. And rather than go through that pain spiral, it's just easier to undercharge. So if I don't think I can get 500, or I think you're going to laugh me out of the park. I'm going to say, well, okay, uh, 150 uh, to 125, right? And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you to buy in because now I'm using that purchase that you buying from me as a validation of my value, right? This is what I'm worth. That's very, very challenging. So <laughs> I got to be honest, our relationship with money is kind of fucked up. <laughs> it, just, it really is. And while I was putting together the notes on this podcast, I realized that there was so much more to unpack that I am going to bring on some money mindset guests. But for today, I really just want to get the conversation going. And please, if you have specific questions about money, charging your worth, or anything related to it, please ask. You can go back to the live version of this on uh, the Facebook business page. You can email us at hello at manessa.com. Uh, but please ask whatever questions you have and I will find the answers or bring somebody to talk to uh, us about the answers to kind of help us work through some of these issues. Because until we kind of work massage out these knots, you're going to have trouble making the money that you want because you're not asking for what you want. Now, it all started... Like oh, this whole conversation for me actually started because if you think about it, we've been in this space for a long time. I've been in this space for a long time. So what changed? Like what what happened that made me go, wait, we should probably be talking about this. And what it was, was I reached a point where I realized that I want to be a speaker. I want to be on podcasts. I want to be on stages. Like I really believe strongly about this idea of not shitting all over yourself and hustle proofing your life. And I want to get that message out there and I'm restructuring my whole business to allow for that change, right? To where I have a team who helps reinforce the ideas and helps work people through the various processes and tools that I have, but that I'm the one out there getting the message out because I think it's important. I know it's important um, for us to release ourselves of that burden of shooting in order to be happy, right? So I reached out a friend to a friend of mine um, who was in PR and I wanted to hire her 
to do PR for me. So, but I, I didn't really know like what I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I know a lot more now, but I knew nothing about what I was doing then. So I reached out to her and I asked if her if I could hire her to talk about this. So my intention was to hire her. And the response that I got back was actually heartbreaking. She said, I'm so sorry. I just I can't afford to do any more favors for friends. Um, you know, and she's like, I would I would love to. And she redirected me to someone else. Um, and that was fine. It was not a problem at all. Um, but the reason that my heart broke was that this is somebody that I know, I know, has represented some really big names, like names you'd know, right? Like lots of names you'd know. Like this is someone who I consider to be at the top of her field. And she must get a lot of people asking for her time for free for her to have said that. Because I also know her. She's very kind and a wonderful person, loves to help people. Like, so for that to happen, she must have really felt underappreciated and like, God, like I worked really hard to become good at this. Like, this is my expertise. Why do you want me to do for free what other people will pay me thousands of dollars for? Right. I didn't. I didn't. But that's not the point. The point is, is that we have a, as a society have gone to that point where so many of us feel that's the case. Right. I get asked for people to pick my brain like all the time. Right. And I said yes all the time for so long because I didn't understand the value. I didn't recognize the value of what I had. So I was just giving it away for free. And in the end, I was burning myself out and wasn't really able to show up the way that I wanted to. But it made me realize that this powerful woman, strong woman, feels undervalued. And then I started to notice it a lot more. Right. So like now that she'd opened my eyes, I'm looking around and I realized as I'm talking to people in my community and my audience and my uh, other groups that I'm involved in and uh, my other coaches, right, just running the gamut. Here's what I found. Okay, this has been happening so much in the last six months, like it started. My mind was triggered last November and I have been observing this ever since. Intimacy, mindset, spiritual and life coaches charge 50 to 75 dollars an hour to transform your confidence okay they literally transform your confidence they give you tools that change your life help you make 10 times more money have a better sex life better relationships happier charging 50 to 75 dollars for that transformation a lifetime of joy like with the tools that you can go back to that is so and i know the value that i got out of the work that i did with them and i'm like why are you charging so little there's the website designer who quoted $3,000, $3,000 to build a website, but who then ended up doing the entire um, course management system, the entire email setup, the entire business strategy on the, on the entire system. She did all of that. And when you actually bring out to like the hourly rate, you're looking at $10 an hour for the white glove service that she offers, undervaluing herself, so undercharging. The boutique owner who was giving away so much product, so much product that when she did the math at the end of the month, she realized she wasn't even making a profit. The crafter who kept undercutting herself before she even posted her products online, who, by the way, when challenged to post her products online for twice the amount of whatever she thought it was, because that was the challenge, she ended up getting that and getting like enough orders to get her on a wait list to create a wait list for all of her products. That's how much raising her prices worked for her. But she was afraid to simply ask for the value of the blood, sweat and tears that she had put into whatever she created because she thought, well, I've just created this. It's not worth much. I'm not going to charge that much. No, charge more because you made it. 
You get the point here. These are just a few examples of the people who are charging significantly less than they could be and are making less money as a result. And I want you as you're listening to this to think to yourself about how this may be showing up in your business right now. It's probably going to show up in acute moments or in, uh, you know, when like when somebody asks you for a price or when you're sitting down to set a price or when you're figuring out what your profit margin is. Those are the kinds of spaces where you're probably going to start to feel that discomfort about money. Now, here's the thing. So many people come to me saying that they need more customers. So many people. What many of them don't realize is that they could probably make more money if they just charged a fair price for their products or services. And I here's the thing. Fair price is what I'm saying. I'm not even suggesting crazy amounts of money, though you can and you should charge crazy amounts of money. But I'm just saying, start by charging a fair price. Like if, if exorbitant, crazy amounts of money you're not ready for, start by charging a fair price and be mindful of the fact that what you think is fair is probably undercutting you, okay? That alone will be enough to increase your profit margin. So let's talk a little bit about this. Why do we undercharge, right? Why do we do that? There is a lot to unpack. And again, we're going to go through this. There's we're going to like there's many more days of this conversation happening because I think, again, we need to be able to work through this and talk about money in an easy alpha way. First is we're constantly taught to undervalue ourselves from birth. And if you're a woman or a person of color, you had it so much worse. We don't know how to self promote without sounding braggy because there's nothing worse than being perceived as arrogant. OK, you don't want to be arrogant, right? This is what we're told. This is not my belief. We judge ourselves so harshly against our peers and ourselves, usually opting to put ourselves lower on in the hierarchy. I value, I have less value. They're doing so much more because of this learned behavior. We were, many of you will remember hearing this. My grandma used to say this to me all the time. Don't get too big for your britches, right? And I inter- I still hear her voice in my brain telling me not to get too big for my britches. When I said that I wanted to be a speaker and be on stages, that's the voice that came into my mind immediately. Don't get too big for your britches. Who are you to get on a stage? right? That's the money mindset thing that it comes right. Woof. It happens so fast because we are programmed into it. And also we're judged way more harshly than men. There's a lot more rules around what women should or shouldn't do, can or can't do, how they are perceived. And again, if you're a woman of color, there's a whole nother set of things that you need to, to consider in terms of how you are perceived, right? And so you take all of those things into consideration when you're figuring out how to ask for your prices instead of simply just demanding the price that you deserve and all that other stuff be damned. Sometimes it's because we don't even understand the reason why someone wants us in the first place, right? This is a big one because so many of us, and this comes back to like when we were younger, right? And uh, in, 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 in jobs, right? We were always made to feel like you're lucky to have a job. How often has that, you're lucky to have a job? We need to get out of that mindset of we're lucky to have a job because the truth of the matter is the employers are lucky to have us doing the job because the company can't run without us. Right. This is so important. So many of the most brilliant women that I know, brilliant people that I know, actually, not just women, brilliant people that I know, um, they tend to uh, think that they're the ones who are lucky to have a job, that they're grateful for every raise they get. They do not realize that this is a business transaction. You are doing good work to get the money that you're getting and you deserve more. I guarantee it. No matter what you're getting, you deserve more. Okay. Um, we're also coming, sometimes it's because we're coming from a very me centric place. Okay. It's a, it's, and I know this sounds weird that it's hard to ask for more money when you're coming from a me centric place and that how I need to make money or how I need to pay bills, right? Like, okay. So if I need to make money and I need to pay bills, why would I not ask for more money? Aha. Here's how that happens. 
what happens is, is so if you are trying to pay, I need money, I need to pay my bills here, you need to buy the thing for me, then it sounds almost like in your head, you're phrasing it like it's a favor, right? You're doing this for me, so this is a favor for me. So we think, okay, everything that I'm saying is going to be about, you know, you the how you the customer can help me buy this product because it's amazing and it's got this price, right? Um, but so we think that, okay, if someone's going to do us a favor, we need to ask for the bare minimum that we think someone's willing to do to do us this favor so that we have money to pay our bills, right? Which goes back to that mind mindset belief that someone is doing you a favor when they're giving you money. They're not doing you a favor. This is literally a business transaction. I am doing work and you are giving me money or I'm asking you for a product and you're giving me money. That's it. It is a, it's a transaction, emotionless transaction. Sometimes it's because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. For a lot of us, um, for me especially, especially if you are a trauma survivor uh, or if you are someone who suffers from a chronic illness or is someone who is neurodivergent or just generally tends to be a misfit or a weirdo like me, right? Like, And I say weirdo because that's how we grew up feeling, okay? I don't think anything. I actually like being weird. I think it's amazing. I think it's super fun. But as a result, a lot of us try to like blend into the wallpaper. And so we're used to just doing things and hoping that people will notice. I'm doing a really good job. My boss is going to notice and then I'm going to get the raise. Nope, you just get the same 2% raise you get every year. Or just do what you're doing and someone will notice. Or if you keep showing up and just keep posting your products and keep doing the thing, then eventually someone's going to buy from you. That's all you need to do. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up and someone will buy from you eventually. And honestly, the truth is it takes truly exceptional people to either to notice someone who is trying really hard not to be noticed. And a lot of business owners try really hard not to be noticed while at the same time they're trying to show off their products a lot. And those two things compete with each other because you really want people to buy your product, but your self-esteem issues get in the way. So you don't really want them to notice you. And so you don't want them to highlight. So you don't want to highlight yourself. And as a result, you're not highlighting the things you and your customer have in common. And now you don't want to say uh, your prices, right? Because um, uh, you don't want to raise your prices because now you're try- still trying to figure out back to the they're doing you a favor. So these things all come together to create a situation in which we are afraid to ask for the money that we want. And the biggest problem is the societal pressures. And this is the one that we're actually going to have a whole podcast on because it is a really big deal. The societal pressures that we have upon us to in terms of money are so critical in terms of how we talk about money, because first things first, how do you talk about money? You don't because it's rude. You do not talk about money. People do not talk about money. Well, you know who says that is people who have money. People who have money don't need to talk about money because for them, they can afford to hire people or they have enough to where if something goes wrong, they have a buffer for themselves. So the people who started that conversation were the people who had money. Now it's permeated our whole society and everybody thinks you're not supposed to talk about money, right? But you know who actually does talk about money is the people who have money, right? So now what happens is the people who have money are always talking about money. They talk about money all the time. They read the books about money. They talk to each other about money. They have financial analysts. They deal with a lot of money all the time. They're talking about it because they have it and they want to keep it. They have regular meetings with their finance advisors. But we, who are not with all the money, okay, we still have that philosophy of not talking about money. And a lot of companies have it in their in their policies that say you can't talk about your salary with someone else. Here's the thing. You can talk about your salary with whoever the hell you want. So if you're talking to me and you and I are colleagues and you and I share salary information, we can do that. The reason why people don't want you to do that is because they don't want you to find out that you're getting paid a lot less than Sally who sits next to you, who has four years less experience and is carrying half your workload. Okay. 
Those are the things that they don't want you to know. And so that is why it is written into the corporate infrastructure, because if people knew how much everybody was being paid, then they would demand more money. And if they demanded more money, then that decreases the profit margin, right? None of this is being done maliciously, but it is really important to recognize that whether we like it or not, there are systems and societal pressures in place that influence how we show up and how we talk about money. Okay. So, um, oh, right. The other thing that I wanted to say is, is that if you're in my community, in the squad, I'll talk to you about money. You can ask me the questions you want to know, and I will talk to you about it, right? Because I am not afraid to share what I've made, how I got here, what my mistakes were, how I see my business, because this is how we learn. You'll look at how I do it. You're like, God, I can't stand the way she does it. That would not work for me. But now you know what won't work for you, which means you can eliminate that as an idea. You'll take the things about my way that'll work for you, pull those out, and then start feeling empowered to talking to other people about money so you can start to build what your perspective on money is, right? But if you never have that first conversation, you never know that it's okay to talk about money and you will be afraid to, which means you won't be willing to have the conversations that are necessary for you to demand what you want. Uh, The other reason why we don't want to talk about money is because we don't want to face the big hairy monster, which is very scary. And the big hairy monster is, oh my God, what if I'm failing? And that is a whole nother ball game, And we will also talk about that because that needs its own podcast. That might that is actually just sign up for the squad and we'll deal with it in there because not wanting to deal with the big hairy monster is a money mindset issue, major money mindset issue. And I have um, two money mindset coaches we're going to bring on to the podcast to talk about that specifically. So we're going to table that one for right now. OK, so what do we do with this information? OK, so here's what I want you to do with this information. We're going to stop with that for today and we're just going to go into what is the next thing. OK. So what I want you to do to start is you're not going to overcome your own money mindset. Well, first things first, what I want you to do is know this. I'm going to pay for your time. Okay. So I'm constantly giving away freebies, but the more I see about how my time is abused by people who just don't even show up to appointments that they make, right? The more it makes me realize that I am not a good judge of who is invested in the service and who is not right. So me saying, I'm going to give you free time that you don't even show up to, that I show up to, that's, that's, uh, that ain't cool, right? But the more that that's happened, and that has happened a surprising amount in the last, like, say, you know, I, I don't do it anymore, but it's happened a surprising amount, like, say, towards the end of last year, which is when I decided to stop doing it, was that I realized that people will not value my time. They don't understand what they're going to get. Everyone who talks to me after these sessions understands exactly what they need to do in their business where to go, where their resources are. And sometimes the resources aren't even with me. It doesn't matter. The point is they know what to do and where to go. Um, So if you don't want that for free, right, you have to start thinking like that yourself as well, right? When somebody offers you something for free, you need to tell them, listen, I'll pay you if you can. I know that some people can't. And if you can't, that's okay too, right? In that case, I want you to acknowledge, I realize that your time has a lot of value. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to do this because that is what somebody is doing. They're saying my expertise is has value. I am giving it to you for free. It is appropriate to acknowledge that by saying thank you because they've basically just given you a $500 discount, right? That is such an important thing. And also show up, okay? Show up. If you make an appointment for free with somebody for the love of baby Jesus, show up because it is really disrespectful not to. Um, the second thing, if you are someone who is being paid, 
okay, who is being paid for your time or being paid for your product, yes, say thank you because it's only polite. But at the same time, do not go overboard and say thank you so much. I'm so honored. You are saving my family. You are doing this. I'm so appreciative. All of this stuff because you are providing a service that has value and they are giving you money. Much like the job transaction we were talking about earlier, it's just here is the money, here is the service. Of course, you want to add common courtesy into it, but there is no need to be ingratiated to someone who is giving you money for a service or a product you're providing. Okay. This is a huge, huge issue. We deal with it all the time. Okay. So let's just talk right now. We're going to leave you with your money, like what you want to do after this podcast. Okay. Because you're not going to overcome your own money mindset issues overnight. This takes time. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this as a conversation more than a one-off podcast, because it is a lot to unpack. So for now, I want to start you off slow, getting comfortable with the idea of money. All right. And I know that sounds silly, but the truth is you aren't comfortable with it. Right. And that may mean that you listen to a couple of people on TikTok. You follow me on Instagram and I'll share some people over the next couple of weeks. There's no need for you to dive in and do all the things right away to fix your money mindset. Slow and steady, dude. Slow and steady, dude. It took you 45, took me 45 years to get here. Okay. 40 something years to get here. It doesn't take long to overcome it when you consider how long it took you to get to where you're at, but you got to go slow. If you try to go fast, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to disappoint yourself and your expectations are just not going to be able to uh, match what your, what our, what our little bodies are able to do. Our bodies can only do so much, right? Um, Check out Headspace. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Um, they have a very a great special series on money mindset. Just meditating to that will be enormously helpful. Um, and I want you to start with those things. They may seem like really small steps. And maybe you want to do something more tangible, like really do something. If you want to really, really do something, then go to manessa.com slash squad, join the social strategy squad and join us. We're going to be talking about uh, money this month. And then in July, we will dive even deeper and get super practical about charging, asking for your value, money mindset, easy like with your tangible activities for you to do these things. But for now, I want you to sit in the space and reflect on this. Okay. You do not have to feel this way about money forever. And the answer to making more money and attaining the freedom that comes with it starts with challenging the ideas that we absorbed and internalized as we grew up and replacing them with healthier and more productive belief systems. These initial steps that we're talking about today, these lay the foundation for everything else that you do, and it's going to make life that much easier. Think about it like lube. Okay, here's the thing. More lube, more better. More money mindset work, more better. 